welcome into the hop. Gabe and Steven are back for another How are we round. Doing? How are we doing? This one is exciting. This one is uh, refreshing. This one is, you're going to want to stick around for this one. This is a brewery that uh, yeah. I can almost guarantee. In fact, in fact, Gabe, I'm going to go what? out on a limb. I'm okay, going to guarantee. Ahead. I'm going to go ahead guarantee and guarantee it. That's how you know it's real. When he guarantees it, it's just absolutely I'm real. I'm going to go ahead and guarantee that you've never heard of this brewery before. And uh, we have just a jam-packed episode, another uh, edition of our Taproom special segment yes. coming at you. News and notes, fun topics, beers on beers on beers. This episode's going to be sexy. Let's just say it. Let's just call it what Damn it, it is, man. <laughs> We are drinking uh, Four City Brewing out of Orange, New Jersey. And yes, as Stephen mentioned, we do have a taproom special, uh, proof that we were there. And we had a bunch of beers there, got to talk to the people, really awesome experience. We had a fun little day trip in New Jersey. Who would have thought Jersey had good beer? Yeah, this was, uh, we had no idea what to expect. We just went to a cluster of breweries in New Jersey. Four City was the first one we hit that day cut to we end up in a 45 minute conversation with one of the owners we're having a flight of beer we're having a great time we're filming a taproom special uh and having a conversation about what is new jersey beer you know and and it's interesting that was the most important thing i think because it wasn't just another oh this is how we do it he you know the word the owner we spoke to was so passionate like us and that's what really made us be like hell yeah man like come on yeah So. so so welcome in if you found us. This is this is going to be a good one. You 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 found us at a good time. Uh, if this is your first time here, welcome. And you can find us on Instagram and Twitter. We are at the H O Podcast. Go ahead over there. Give us a follow. Give us a like. Uh, send us a message, a DM. You can check out pictures of all the beer that we drink, as well as other fun social media content that we put out. We're also on Facebook. We are on YouTube. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, guess what? You can watch the show on YouTube. Search for the Hop Craft Beer Podcast once you found us. Subscribe. Click that bell. You'll get a new a notification every week when a new episode drops. It happens every Thursday. And if you're over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, go ahead and subscribe there as well. Rate and review. We love hearing from our listeners. Uh, helps us make the show better for you. So if you have feedback, positive or negative, preferably positive, the more positive, the better. Uh, but any feedback at all is greatly appreciated. Hit us up. Any suggestions, any drink suggestions, if we should get away from beer. We normally do beer, but hey, we've we've sprinkled in some spirits here and there. Let us know. We want to do this for you guys. Gabe, you ready for some news? No, just kidding. Yes. <laughs> Beer news. Great Divide Brewing Company is moving out of their Reno facility. Uh, it's basically where they did a lot of their packaging and uh, where they got their all of the cans and whatnot together. Uh, they are selling it to consolidate operations. According to a release from the brewer, all the operations conducted will go back to the home base, which is their brewery and tap room on Arapaho Street. Arapaho Street. I'm going to go with Arapaho. That would be my... Arapaho. Arapaho Street. Thank you. Arapaho. Arapaho. 
Arapahoe Street in Denver's ballpark neighborhood. Uh, Great Divide said the move would allow it to become more nimble, continuing to innovate and ensure a bright future for the company. I don't believe this is COVID related. I think this just all has to do with just kind of focusing on one specific location just so they can kind of get everything together. So uh, if you're in the market for a packaging haul, check out Great Divide. They are in selling mode. Down on Arapahoe Street. Arapahoe Street. What is it again? I don't know. We've gone through so many at this point. <laughs> we, we're already off the rails. Damn it. Uh, moving on, untapped founder Greg Avola is stepping away from the day-to-day of the company. He is stepping down as the company's CEO. This announcement was made on social media last week as well as on Greg's website. Um, we love untapped. We use untapped. Untapped is is social media for beer. Uh, if you're not on there, get on there, check it out, and actually find us on there because we because we're on there. Hell yeah! Um, but we love Untapped. Uh, Greg is is one of the founders, and he said ten years after co-founding and building the world's largest online beer platform, I've decided to step down as chief creative officer at Untapped. My apologies, I think I said CEO, CCO. While I'm stepping back from day-to-day responsibilities, I will be staying on as an executive advisor role at Next Glass, which is uh, the parent company that now owns Untapped. He said, I can't believe I just typed these words, but I feel that it's the right time. So uh, it's just a, a decision. You know, he's one of those guys that, um, one of those tech industry guys that was working like 80-hour weeks, and he just, uh, the only way he could kind of break that habit and get a, a little healthier life balance was to to kind of hang it up. So so Greg, thank you for your service. Thank you for your contribution to the beer industry. Thank you for what you've built. We will continue to enjoy your product and I hope you I hope you get some rest cuz cuz sir, you deserve it. Thank you for those ratings too. <laughs> Every time we see a 4. Point whatever rating, we get pumped. Thank you for all of those ratings between <laughs> 3.01 and 4.00. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we talked about Athletic Brewing Company out of Stratford, Connecticut. At this point, probably a few months ago, I would say, they are back in the news and notes in a fun fashion. Celebrities are now endorsing and backing the company, which is really awesome to see. Football players J.J. Watt and Justin Tuck. Justin Tuck is a two-time Super Bowl champion. Holy crap. Lance Armstrong, Momofuku restaurateur David Chang, and Tom's founder Blake Mykoski are now backers of the brewery. This is a non-alcoholic brewery out of Stratford, but they just expanded to San Diego. They have a nearly 10 times bigger facility in San Diego, and the one in Stratford was 12,000 barrel capacity, so this is huge now. Uh, Bill Schufelt, the co-founder, was inspired to start the company through his own wellness and fitness journey, which I thought was very interesting because he's always had a love of beer, but he wanted to get a little healthier, just like in life and whatnot. So he said, I'm going to cut out alcohol. Yikes. I can't believe that worked for him, but it did. He cut out alcohol, but he didn't like the non-alcoholic options in his area. So he started Athletic Brewing Company. And they're just really excited to get to work with uh, all different sorts of celebrities, especially J.J. Watt, who apparently really likes the beer. And I'm not surprised because we can talk all day long about his workout regimen during the football season. Yeah, that guy, 
that's something different, man. I mean, he goes to bed at like five thirty or some crazy shit. Yeah, like that. and then he wakes up at like three in the morning yeah, and just like powers through his workout. So to have non-alcoholic beer is probably smart for him and for um you know athletes everywhere. And it's but, also um, a trend that we've been seeing. I mean, we talked about it. Um, what was it last week? The week before, where you know it it's it's a trend that we're seeing and we're going to continue to see moving into 2021 we are athletic is not the only company doing this we're seeing a yeah. lot of companies moving into the non-alcoholic space whether it's a company like athletic which does exclusively non-alcoholic options or it's a company like samuel adams or you know one of these other big breweries that are pumping out non-alcoholic or heineken for that matter you yeah. know it's so perfect example they're coming out with like one or two options uh, yeah yeah so it's in stratford so we should go we'll be sober but that's okay we can go there, and then we'll go to two roads after. To there we go, there we go. Uh, but yeah, Athletic Brewing Company uh, making some big moves with some big names. So check them out. And finally, Brewbound has announced the 2020 winners of the Brewbound Awards. These are awards that have been going on since 2014. Ooh. This is the seventh year of them, uh, and these are annual awards recognizing large and small craft breweries that. Uh, in this case, we're able to to continue to thrive even in a very challenging year because 2020 uh, sucked. Um, <laughs> so some of the highlights, uh, there were a number of winners. Uh, some highlights, cause of the year, uh, I, you know, what else is it going to be? Black is Beautiful, shout out. Large Brewery of the Year, New Belgium. Small Brewery of the Year, Allagash. Both of those have been on our show, so oh. go us. Uh, and then they also named six companies as, quote, rising stars in 2020. And those were Urban Roots Brewing out of California, Other Half out of New York, Jack's Abbey out of Massachusetts. Also on our show. Green Bench out of Florida, Bow and Arrow Brewing out of New Mexico, and Athletic Brewing out of Stratford, Connecticut. We oh, just talked God. about it. Ew. Oh, I played the wrong drop. Wow. Wow. The disrespect. That is... So embarrassing, uh, but there's nothing we could do about it. <laughs> I New Belgium, man they they've been doing really well. I mean, Large Brewer of the Year didn't they have two of their beers like in the top five of beers? Yep, their Voodoo Ranger the uh, series was crushing it last year. Yeah, um, and you know they just went through that sale, but they're continuing to be one of the uh, best of the sort of larger side of craft brewers, independently owned brewers. Which I guess they're not really independently owned anymore, but they're they're semi employee owned or something. Yes, I don't know yeah. How we're classifying I that? They were. We uh, we've had them on and we really enjoyed their beer. So yeah, good so to see. Congrats to those winners, and um, here's here's to seeing what's to come in 2021. Hell yeah! Hopefully, better things. All right, <sighs> let's do it. It's toast time. <laughs> Is that a thing? Yep. Toast yep, time? It sure is. Uh, we're going to go musicless on this one. Um, I found a fun toast. Uh, it's more of a poem. And we're drinking Four City Brewing. We'll get into where the name comes from and Four City. Uh, kind of play on that for New Jersey. But uh, I found a poem called Four Corners. And this kind of spoke to me. So uh, here we go. The Four Corner on its own is our world where a lot of our time will be spent. Stories are made, but much are untold, lost in the walls, a forgotten event. We're so engrossed and we ignored the sound, but the room is full of constant humming, 
The chatter and taps are bouncing around, at times broken by a metallic ring. Within these walls, urgency is a must, racing with time and beating the deadline. It is not for all, but we must adjust to improve our crafts, to grow and refine. Whatever that is, we have our reasons. We need to live and work at the same time. And we have that thing we called ambitions, a goal to catch while still in our prime. So here we are in a four-cornered box, oblivious to time as it may appear, but the silent ticks of advancing clock is getting louder as the days and nears. Boom. Poetry. Poetry. I'm a poet and I didn't even know it. <laughs> I think that's actually a perfect toast for for what we're about to get into. Uh, so for City Brewing, we like we said, we went there. Uh, it's in it's in Orange, New Jersey. It's named for City for the four oranges. Yes. Uh, and we'll get into more about about the brewery itself. But we really had no idea what to expect. We sat down at a table. Uh, we busted out the camera for our first video taproom special. We were a little nervous, if we're being honest. We were we we were those guys, and it it, it, it ended yeah. up working out for us. But it ended up working out, and uh, <laughs> we got. I mean, we ended up talking to the owner, getting a private tour of the space, and everything like yeah. that. But before we did all that, we sampled uh, a flight of some some really excellent, well crafted beer from a young brewery that we had never oh, heard yeah. of. So, uh, so let's go there now, and uh, and we'll see you back here. Tap Room Special. Four City Brewing. What here up, guys? We, go. we are ready. We're here for another Tap Room Special video edition this time. This is new for us. so This is new and it's a little scary, yeah. if we're being honest. It's exciting, though. <laughs> we almost have the run of the place for we, we are those people. Um, we are those people. Yeah. We're going to be annoying, but who cares? We're, Whatever. We're doing our job. Uh, uh, we just got a flight. We got two uh, beers the same, and then we're going to branch off for two of our other ones. And uh, yeah, we're pretty pumped. We're here in Orange, New Jersey, getting getting a little boozy. And uh, here we go. So let's start with the Dunkel yes. here. Uh, this is a, uh, what is the name of this one? It's the, we think it's a Dunkel, question mark. We think mark. it's a Dunkel. We don't we know. know. We know it's a Dunkel. They think it's a Dunkel. <laughs> Uh, it's a Munich Dunkel, 6.8%. Um, Untapped has it at a 4.08. Beer Advocate has yet to review it, and we've got about 15 IBUs to speak of. So, uh, dark. So it's very dark brownish red. Uh, the SRM chart, I would say like a 38. 38, yeah. yeah. It's not black, but, you know, it's on the darker side. Um, and it's... It's a great way to start the day. Like, I can just tell from the nose already. Bready, malty, Very, very lager. flavorful, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's very, like, complex of the smell. Yeah, lots of that bread and malt come forward. No yeah. hops, really, to speak of, but it's, it's that Belgian character. It's a Munich Dunkel, which, I gotta be honest, I don't really know what that means. I mean, it's, But it does smell kind of like a stout. Like, a little bit. Like, it's like I get a little bit of those roasted malts. Mm, yeah, 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 nose. I see what you're saying. It's a German style, and it's uh, and it's a lager, so um, it's going to be malt forward. It's going to be bready. It's going to be all those types of things. But yeah, it's dark in color, as you can see on the YouTubes. On the YouTubes. And, so uh, it's definitely got that roasted quality to it. Yeah, I'm and pumped. So it's the first beer of our day. This is how we're starting today. Yeah, and uh, we're excited. For Cheers. It. Here you go. 
Also, for those of you watching and listening, if you know the name of the song, put it in the comments. And get us sued. Okay. Ooh. Yum. Ooh. What a delight. Stout, but like sweet a little bit. Yeah, very sweet. Surprisingly sweet. Like, uh, plenty of, of bread and roast malt, but honey comes through. Getting uh, like the smallest hint of cherry. Mm, yeah, subtle, but like there's subtle, a little yeah. fruitiness to it though. Yeah, for sure. For sure. It's... I feel like it smells more roasted malt than it tastes, but they're definitely there. Um, as you can see, a little bit of lacing on the sides of the glass. Mm-hmm. Um, Surprisingly complex for what you think. Like, oh yeah, great song. Um, it's surprisingly complex for, for a lager. Yeah. Um, it's clean in the mouth. Uh, and slight carbonation, but like it's not too much. Yeah. It's easy to drink. It it's really great. is great. It's flavorful. It's like it's just a great way to start the day. I'm going to keep yeah. saying that. Yeah, this is uh, this is a delight. Wow, I definitely get a lot more honey off the nose, but it's definitely there. Like yep. it's really and prominent. of course the the malt, the cereal, the bread, um, biscuity. The, biscuit and like belgian sugar like cane sugar candy sugar that kind of thing yeah um just a just a surprising sweetness that's really what uh Mm. caught my eye on this one like it and like now that i've drinking a little bit of it in the light it looks it's just red right now yeah it's got a nice like um you can't really tell on the camera as much but looks a lot darker on the screen but yeah yeah. it's just like it's you can see like a reddish glow. This looks like the it. Mad Elf. Ooh, yeah. It yeah. looks like it. it doesn't Visual- taste like it. No, but visually, <laughs> it's a good comp. Yeah. Wow. Look how bright that is. That's yeah. dope. I love that. Wow. Yum. Uh, this is. This is. This is number one. I know. <laughs> we have a long day. Also, I don't know if we mentioned this, but it is six point eight percent. It doesn't taste like that. Uh oh. You could. I mean. <laughs> As we shoot it back. Yeah. That's well, got... it's in a small glass, so it's easy. So. I know. Um, all right. Let's, number two. Uh... All right. So we're moving on to beer number two. This is the milkshake, but it is called Better Than Yours. It's a milkshake IPA. Coming in at, again, 6.8%. So, holy shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is... I, I wanted to try it because I'm always drawn to the milkshake IPA. Yeah. Especially after LA Ale Works. Like, they had a dope milkshake IPA, so I feel like... It's always. I miss it. I do. I do. The weather. Um, Untapped 3.85 Beer Advocate. Yet to review it, but world review for you. So here we are. Ooh, smells very hoppy. Yeah, I get way more sit. For some reason, when I hear milkshake IPA, I expect to taste a milkshake. A milkshake. Yeah. Vanilla. Yeah. Primarily. Um, Not so much. On the nose, I get citrus you know, the grapefruit, like what you would expect off a New England IPA, but it's not, I mean, you can see it's, it's not very hazy. I mean, compared to other hazies that we've had. Yeah. Um, it's light gold orange, uh, pretty clean, you know, lacing and headwise as far as we can tell in these little glasses that we're using. I don't know if I can smell any malts. I definitely get a lot more hops, but interested i'm not i don't know if i'm getting a lot of fruitiness like if the citrus is there i just can't pinpoint which one well take a sip and 
drinking all that orange and grapefruit. And there it is. Grapefruit yep. peel there and tangerine yeah, and all yeah, that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so again, in the taste, not the nose. That happens so much. Why is that? That's so weird. I mean, not a doctor, so <laughs> I don't know. But um, this is very citrusy, not very hoppy. Um, as far as a milkshake IPA, I don't taste any like lactose. It's not that creamy. I mean, it's got a hint of it, but it's yeah. not. Yeah, it's not like uh, it's not a defining feature. Right. I, it's very smooth going down. Mm-hmm. That's very interesting. It's very very smooth. It's very easy to drink for six point eight. This is I would argue this is dangerous. Yes. Yeah. This will this will put yeah. us over if we have more than one. Um. Yeah. This. If you handed me this though, I would go. Oh yeah. That's a. That's a. Citra hopped IPA. Yeah. A dry hop citra IPA. I wouldn't go milkshake IPA. It kind of has like a West Coast IPA feature to it. Like a good Vi- bit of bite. Like a vibe. Yeah. yeah. And with the bite as well because of the. And ABV. the look of it too. I mean, it's just clear, which is that's West Coast style. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's not hazy. It's mm-hmm. I would I would say cloudy. The earthiness is in there though, for sure. Yeah. When you swallow it, you get this like spicy character you get a, a whole lot of um, just earthy hoppiness citro mosaic most likely yeah. you know simcoe wouldn't we don't have all those all. facts in front of us but i mean we, at this at yeah. this point we kind of know we can guess we can yeah. guess yeah um yeah not a lot of bitterness no it's fruity fruity defines it much more than Hops or bitterness, dude. This is uh, yeah. We don't have any IBUs to speak of at the moment, but it's not bitter at all, really. It's very, very easy going down. Yeah, light carbonation. Very, very nice. Very, very delicious. This like one's it. for the IPA lovers in your family. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. This is yeah, but but it's it's not like a road to ruin where it's just going to be like whoa, that's strong. Oh, no. It's very like. It's got the bite, but it's smooth. It's easy. Honestly, if you're looking for bite, I don't think this is... Like, there are plenty of IPAs there that are more biting. Imperial IPAs, West Coast IPAs, doubles. Yeah. There's more here than than that. And I feel like that's something we should definitely mention about this place. Like, we're sitting here and, like, sours, wheat beers, Belgian, lagers, IPAs on IPAs. Yeah, they have a lot of stuff. I mean, it's, it's a place that, like... They have it's a lot of IPAs, which is really nice mm-hmm. to see. Um, I don't know if it's their specialty, but it's definitely one of like their go-tos, just because they make so many of them. Pretty um, small system and a lot of beers for like this this fairly small contained operation. Yes, um, we've got all the equipment behind us. We'll yeah. show that at the end. Um, but yeah, barrels, and the equipment and whatnot. It's really dope. Yeah. It's nice to be like so close to it. But it's pretty contained. It's not one of those big breweries like a Two Road. Yeah, no. You know, with these giant barrel systems. I mean, it's 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 pretty small, and for a small operation, they have a lot of beers uh, on tap. Like, it must be. 20-ish, maybe a little less, 15 to 20 taps. Yeah, I would say so. So, yeah. uh, Just based off of the, the chart we're looking at. Yeah. So so with that in mind, uh, let's move on to, I got the St. Cloud. This is a Belgian double. It's 7.6% with a 3.88 on untapped. I wanted to go Belgian because... Um, because who doesn't love a Belgian? That looks so good. We got Germany, we got America, we got Belgium. Bel- Belgium? <laughs> Bel- Belgium? Belgium. 
We got Belgia. Oh, God. This is... Uh, we're hitting more than one brewery today, so... Yeah. When we get to the, the next one, we're just going to be hammered. The, the last taproom special of the day will just be in uh, we, we got his IPA. All right. It's... um Yeah, so 7.6%. Definitely up there. Um, this one is a nice deep rich color maybe a 35 on the srm chart. yeah see it's got that red again if you hold it up yeah, to the light you really can't see it on the camera but it does have like a really nice reddish hue uh with the light but it's a dark brown color yeah um really nice head on this with really nice retention and uh it's hard to tell with the lacing with the glasses full but we'll we'll see but it's a sort of a tan head i can see plenty of carbonation and I'm excited for this one. And the Saint Cloud. The nose the nose is Belgian. Ooh. The nose is straight out of Belgium. It's a spicy oh, yeah. spicy wow. coriander, you know, clove. Yeah. All those spicy Belgian notes that you would expect, you know. Banana. Banana's always in there Banana banana's in there with the with the spiciness. I really like yeah. that. And it follows through on the taste. I mean, it's um, all of those Belgian spicy things, but it's it's soft. It's mm. mellow in the mouth. Deep, deep, rich flavor. Um, but it doesn't have the kind of like spicy bite that the IPA does. It's softer than that. Interesting. But then it's got a spiciness it to it. It looks softer just based off of the head retention. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like that's a good way to kind of tell. Look at that lacing. Look at that lacing. Yeah, I mean, like, that just looks very soft. I don't know if it comes through creamy. on the camera. Yeah. But, oh, look at that. Yeah. Um, what is taking uh, on this? What is taking? What is catching my eye? <laughs> is. You're drinking. Is the, um, the booziness. I mean, Ooh. it's, uh, what did I say? 7.6? 7.6, yeah. So that's up there. But I mean,. It's definitely when you swallow it, you're like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. This one is like, whereas the Dunkel, I think, was a little dangerous because you don't taste any booze and you can just shoot it back. Right. This one's like, it reminds you to take your time. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. And and take my time, I shall. It's it's really good. I think... um, so far, I mean, spoiler alert, but so far this is this is my favorite. Nice. Flight. So far, so far, I still have nice. more to go. But we'll see, we'll yeah. see. It's delicious and different. Hell yeah, um, yeah. Uh, All right, over to you. So now I'm going to go back to my Italian roots. I picked this beer strictly for the name. It is called Forget a Stout at Stout, and yes, it does sound like that. Get a stout. Uh, this is a fun stout that this is jet black. I mean, I would call this a 39 or a 40 on the SRM scale. Yeah. Nice little, small little head retention as well. Uh, this one is 7.4%. Untap gave it a 3.95. Nothing from Beer Advocate. And 75 IBUs to speak of. 75? Wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, this is, stout, this is stout City. This is... Oh yeah, that's, this is uh, that's chocolate, that's iced is... coffee, chocolate, mocha, espresso. Yeah, mocha. That's a perfect yeah. way to describe it. Roasted malt. I love roasted malts. Like now that we drink stouts all the t- well, not all the time, but because of the podcast, we drink it a lot. Yeah. It's just it's it's such a it's good, such a great. It's like it's there's so much flavor that comes out of like deep roasted malt like that. So much flavor, so much complexity, and it's not. It's different from a hop flavor in that it's just not 
as biting. It's just it, it it's it's softer, more delicious, and it's something to sort of let you take your time with the beer. I feel like mocha iced coffee, but the beer version. That's exactly yeah. what I'm getting. It's creamy, but it's a stout. How much alcohol? Is it? Oh, seven point four. Seven point four, right? Yeah. Yeah, seven point four. Um, I would argue this does taste like 7.4, but it's very, very, it's not creamy, but it's again, smooth like the milkshake one. It's got the roasted malt character and it's, it's very chocolate and vanilla based, Mm. but it's not overpowering. It's very, very like, it it just, it tastes like a mocha iced coffee. Mm. Yeah. And I love iced coffee. That's how I drink coffee. So... This might be a to-go beer when we leave. I don't know, but listen, twist my arm. That, it's, it it's, looks really good, and the and the name is everything. Forget a stab. I yeah. mean, that's just me, it's you know. Um, yeah. Carbonation is medium to high. Mouthfeel. It's not a lot of bitterness for seventy-five IBUs. I figured there would be a little more, but it's really not. How's the booziness? It's there. I think. I, I don't think it shies away from seven point four. I think it's like, yeah, you know what you're doing. Yeah. But um I like a beer that reminds you. Yeah, I I really like it. Um yeah, it's still on the thirty nine forty scale. It's got some of that redness in it. Yeah. Um not a lot of like cherry, but it's definitely there stout wise and uh a little bit of lacing. Not yeah, a little. little bit, you see. Yeah. I feel like this is a great opportunity. Like, look at the Belgian versus the Dunkel, right? Germany versus Belgia. Like, if you if you can see that, like, the, the difference in... This is what we're talking about when we talk about lacing. Yeah. And when it sticks to the side of the glass. And what does it mean for the beer? It just... It, it, if the beer has legs, you know, it's similar to, like, wine. It's like, if it has legs... It just tells you something about the flavor, the stickiness of the beer, yeah, um, and just how clean it is in the mouth versus not, and that holds up with these. These, all right. Should I, should I do Big Bertha? Close her out. <laughs> oh man, Big <Okay>. Bertha. <laughs> oh boy. All right. Um, this is the Crescent Moon Chai Latte Imperial Stout. It is nine percent. Oof. It's Uh-oh. a 4.03 on Untapped, and yeah, I saw this and I just I couldn't say no. I was gonna order one beer, and then I saw this and I was like, but I really want that, but I don't want no- yeah the full pour. Of Good call on the flight. flight. Flight is probably best for taproom specials, yeah. just because we get to sample a bunch of them. So much. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, oh, yeah this one is. Uh, oh, it's like if you took the the founder's breakfast out and then added a bunch of chai spices to it. And it's like... Oh, my gosh. I don't know if you're into chai. I love chai lattes. I can, I can mess with chai. I love chai. All right, chai. And, uh, no, that that really does smell like chai latte. Like, yeah. wow. It's like all that roasted malt character, the mm. iced coffee, the roasted bitterness, coffee, chocolate, you know, espresso. Mm-hmm. And then add into it ginger, you know. G- ginger especially. I get yeah. a lot of ginger off the smell of it, yeah. Ginger and some other spices that you know, whatever goes into a chai. Just picture a chai. I don't know what's in a chai. Untapped gave it a four point oh three. So whenever you breach four on Untapped, you know you're doing something right. That's what I'm saying. Untapped is <laughs> <laughs> until we find a better rating service. We're just keeping it. Holy crap. That's what we're looking for. Yep. I didn't even talk about what it looks like. It's jet black. It's 40. It's yeah. head lacing, all that stuff. But holy crap. 
in the mouth. It's like, it's like a child. Like seriously. Dude, hell yeah. You take a sip, it's creamy. It's got milk. It's got ginger spice. It's got uh, some clove to it for sure. It's got like a, a nice, like, it's like ordering a chai latte from yeah. like a coffee shop. And um, I feel like lots of our friends would like that. Oh, this is delicious and dangerous AF because yeah. 9% doesn't taste like that. Couldn't tell you. Yeah. I mean, love that. Yeah, it's it's spicy as hell, um, er, herbal qualities to it, and then on top of the roasted malt, this is this is complex. This is brilliant. Like honestly, nice. We see a lot of of imperial stouts. We see a lot of flavored imperial stouts, and people use the bold body of an imperial stout mm. to add all kinds of flavors. Whether right. it's blueberry and raspberry fruit, whether it's chocolate, peanut butter, um, whatever. Um, caramel all different kinds of things but this is just so different it's the, the spiciness of it is like surprising and it's different from the orchata mm. which is you know my top beer of 2020 that's right yeah um but it's different from that because it's it's less creamy it is still bold in the mouth it's yeah. not like this isn't a dessert beer at all mm. it's like you take a sip and it's still got a nice like like you're having a beer you know so what i mean interesting i don't think i've ever heard of a chai latte beer or chai beer well you should get a sample of this I, i'm not yeah. gonna give you a taste because covid, COVID. But, um, <laughs> yeah I, I think i might just based off of the smell i was like um yeah what the hell is this so um but you have your own imperial stout yes and i saved this one for last because if you know me you know i'm all about the blue and all about the blueberry so i've got their blueberry maple stout he wore that shirt specifically for this beer. He woke up in the morning. He looked at their menu. He said, I'm going to get that blueberry when we get there in an hour and a half. And then he put on that shirt and he said, I can't wait to order the blueberry. And then we got here and they said, it's kicked. And we begged them. <laughs> Give me the rest of it. I don't Please. care. I'll drink it out of the keg. This is a <laughs> an Imperial Stout. Uh, 9.5. Yikes. Here we go. Untapped gave it a 3.95. Beer Advocate said, fuck you. Uh, 30 IBUs to speak of. Beer, beer Advocate has been useless today because these beers are beers that are untapped at the brewery. And this brewery hasn't been around that long. Yeah. I mean, this spot, the brewery's been around since 2016. 2016, this been yeah. around since 2019. But Beer Advocate, you know, it's just, these we, are smaller batches. We have to be the Beer Advocate yeah. heroes. We're, we're here for you. We're here for you guys. Um... I mean, this is jet black. There's there's no way around it. This is a solid 40, I would argue. I mean, look at this damn thing. Um, doesn't smell like blueberry. Okay. It smells like maple syrup. Oh, smells, yeah. It's like, off of the smell, I wouldn't know blueberries in it. It's just straight maple stout. All of the characteristics of kind of the last one, just mm -hmm. like a little sweeter. Um, candied sugar, maybe brown sugar. Perhaps a little bit of marshmallow, like a hint of it, but yeah, the roasted malts, the chocolate, yeah. vanilla, all that fun stuff. It's um, interesting. I wonder, I mean, we've talked about it on the show before. Whenever maple syrup is in a beer, like sometimes breweries do this thing where they replace the water with maple sap. And I've. Seppy, seppy, joy, joy, seppy, seppy, joy. To this day, I've never liked that. Yeah. But uh, sometimes they just add maple. So it'd be, I mean, we don't know how they brewed that beer because we just don't know, but it would be interesting to find out. So this is another example of smell and taste are just so off. Not off, but different. Different, yeah. 
So it smells like a maple stout, but it tastes like a fruity... I don't even know. Like, it tastes like a fruity, creamy soda, in a way. It doesn't really taste like blueberry specifically. It tastes like blueberry, like... It, it tastes just... It, I feel like I'm getting, like, the the family. Like, I feel like I'm getting blueberry and raspberry and mm. strawberry and gooseberry. Like, I'm getting all of that in one, and I think that's just because of how complex it is. Um, definitely the, doesn't taste like 9.5. How about the maple? Maple is more... It's there, but it's more in the nose, mm. which is interesting. But it's like you're having maple syrup-covered blueberry pancakes. Like, you're having breakfast. That's what it is. Like, you're not getting any blueberry, right? I actually am. Oh, you are? I wasn't. What I'm not getting is maple syrup myself, but uh, I don't know. I mean, I, see, that's interesting because I'm it. the opposite. I get a lot of maple, but on the taste, it's very, very fruit forward. It's very, very interesting. It's very complex. It's very different. And I mean, I'm here for it. I, I really like this. Carbonation is on the higher side, but it's easy going down. It's creamy. It's smooth in a way. And God, it's just so complex and so different. How do they, how do they do this? How do they, what is your secret? What? Like, I want to, we need to, we need to get a homebrew kit and just go for it. We need see to what we start can do. a brewery. I, I just, it's so interesting and I really like it. It's, yeah. Uh, it's awesome. It's dope. All right. Let's rank these. This place, by the way, has come to life around us. We walked in here dead. Yeah. We were like the only people in here and now everything. Let's film it. Yeah. And now so, we're those people. But you know what? It's for you. We're making You're fans welcome. while we're in New Jersey. Um, all right. My rankings. I'm going to go with the... God, I loved the Dunkle. This is hard. This um, is tough. I'm trying to think <laughs> about it myself, and I don't know. This is really hard. I'm going to go with... I'm just going to do them like this. No, I'm not. I'm going to go Chai first. The Chai Imperial Stout. That's, yeah. Because it's just <laughs> unlike anything ever. And then I'm going to go the Dunkle because I loved how... Uh, I just loved how it started the day. It's sweet. It's delicious. It's flavorful. It's not too boozy. It's clean in the mouth. It's different. And I thought it was really good. Then we're going to go back to Belgium for the double. Um, it was uh, an excellent Belgian beer. Belgium. Belgium. We're going back to Belgium. And then uh, the IPA, which I I I didn't like very much. <laughs> it was okay. The milkshake? A, yeah, it was okay. It Interesting. Just, it wasn't okay. a milkshake. Like, it didn't taste milkshakey to me. Yeah. And when I want an IPA, I either, I really want it to be bitter. Yeah. This was way more citrus side. Yes. Which, if you like the citrus IPAs, the milkshake is the way one for you. 100%. Uh, just wasn't what I was expecting. Word. All right. Number one. What do you think I'm going to pick? Obviously, the... No. Not the blueberry? No, that's really? that's actually going to come in second. I got to do the forget a stout. That's got to be number forget one. Forget a stout. Forget a stout. <laughs> um, it was just very flavorful and very different. And it was just, it's a solid stout, but it was just like on point. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how to describe it. So in order, I got to do forget a stout it, blueberry second. Yeah. I'm going to go with the Dunkel third and the milkshake fourth. But it's like razor thin. Like, the Dunkel was great, and I really like the Milkshake IPA, but if I had to pick one, the Dunkel is just a little bit better. Yeah. So, we agree on Milkshake being fourth, but 
that's not like we're not shitting on I'm not shitting on the it's, beer. It's, it's great. personal preference. It's, yeah, it's yeah. it's literally just compared to what we have. And, and I'm now going to sit here and sip on the IPA because that's what I do when I get a flight. I try them all. Yeah. And the one I don't like <laughs> goes forth. Goes forth. Yeah. First. Yeah. Because you got to get rid of it. And then you can. Yeah. The best. All right. Yeah. Um, we have to get. We have to. We gotta we go. Have to go. So um, we'll see you guys back on the mics, yeah. but uh, yeah, you got to check out this brewery if you're in New Jersey. Um, For any reason, if you're in Orange, New Jersey, I'm, it's great. It's on the corner. Um, there are a lot of great beers, yeah. and you know, thank you guys. We'll see you back on the mics. Cheers. more to come yeah i i i can still taste uh some of those and that i can cr- still sm- smell that that chai one Ugh, the chai man it was yeah. just so you know we said to roger the owner afterwards that it's just it's something i, I said it on the mics it's something no one else is doing it's yeah. a style and and you know we got to talking about how um everybody can make an IPA. It's really, you know, that's, that's where everyone starts and that's great. But when uh, the days of the, you know, the heady topper houses that only do IPAs are kind of not, that's not really where we are right now. So to, to go to a brewery like this, where you could get sours, lagers, Belgian, German, English styles, uh, stouts, crazy Imperial stouts, double IPAs, IP, you know, just all over the map, uh, was, was and just a great way to start the day and they were also really good like we're not lying about you know it's not like oh yeah yeah, it's good we're at the facility let's not talk crap but no they were they were really really awesome and dope people that's the other thing oh yeah from the the bartenders the servers to the owner to you know this the vibe of the place was fantastic so very warm very inviting right down to the artwork on the walls as you could see in the taproom special and behind me if you're watching on youtube Right. Yeah, Stephen is, and what's funny is, are you back at near the same table we were at? No, I think I think I'm on the other side of it. I think our table is like over here. Oh, and like oh, that's yeah, the door. Oh yeah, because yeah. the bar. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I see that now. How funny would that have been? You were able to just like somehow put yourself <laughs> at our table. Uh, no, but we have one more beer to drink, which yes. uh, one that that we're really excited about. Uh, coming off of, uh, I'd had the milkshake IPA there, and now we're going to be doing another IPA with lactose in it. It's the Oat Cream Man IPA uh, from Four City Brewing. So named in honor of Van Halen, who passed away in October. Uh, the brewery says, this is our tribute to the late great guitar legend, Eddie Van Halen, featuring pale malt, wheat, lactose, and a very healthy dose of oats. Enjoy at maximum volume. We shall. Damn straight. Yeah, this one's uh, this one's for Eddie. Yeah. So here's the can. Uh, if you're on if you're on the YouTube, nice straightforward design. This one is seven percent ABV. It has a four point one on Untapped. Beer advocate has yet to rate it, but so I really an- like I really like the artwork. It's just. It's just what it is. There's nothing too crazy about it, but it's just like, it's so yeah. like vibrant and bright. Like you can spot this from like a mile away. 
Yeah, I mean, across the board, this place had just such great can art that's very specific to every beer that they're doing. Like, it's not, it's not really a, um, you know, at, at like a collective arts situation, or right. it's not even a great example. It's not really a night shift situation where like it's one theme and you, it's always the same. The, every can is really specific to the beer and specifically designed based on the name of the beer that, and well. And we spoke to the, the the woman who does the designing. So yes, uh, she was our server. Shout out to Ashley who mm-hmm. was serving us, and Roger, who we had spoken to, was like, "Oh yeah, by the way, she is the one who made the artwork." And we were like, "Oh my god!" Um, she starts, you yeah. know, sketches it and then throws it on uh, the computer. I believe she went to school for uh, digital design or um, uh, graphic design. I, I believe yeah, she did, but. Um, it all of the cans are really dope, and they all are very, very different. So, uh, yeah, you got to check them out. And it, it also just goes to so, show, like when you're at a brewery and someone's serving you beer, like that person might be the person that designed the cans. So, that, yeah, just, like would never have known that if they hadn't that, just thrown that out as we were leaving. Basically, that's so awesome. Yeah, yeah it, it's, it's awesome. really great to see. And then the other server, you know, she was working there as well, and she had a hand in other uh, operations, like business side of things. I but mean, it, it's, it's clearly a f- you know a very family operation. I mean, not to say that those people are all family, but it's it's clearly when you work there, you're a part of the family. You know, it's not one of these top down situations like Roger, the owners in there. He's talking to everybody that's in in the place. He's having beers himself. He's helping behind the bar if he needs to. It's just a it's a a I was just about to say at one point I saw him refilling the water thing. I was like, look at him getting his hands dirty for you. Come on. (laughs) Yeah, it was was awesome. But okay, back back to the the beer. Yes, the uh, the oat cream man. So presumably it's named for the song Ice Cream Man, which is a track from Van Halen's debut album Um, that song is actually a cover but but whatever but it's named oat cream man because there are oats in the beer oats i so we poured this and then we put it to the side and i can smell it from here and it's like a good foot away from me so yeah so i, I it's a it's a very hazy yellow sort of straw color on the srm chart i would put it around a three it's pretty light yellow um it is and very hazy. It poured with a good like a half inch to an inch of very white, frothy, cream colored yeah. foam, uh, and and decent retention on that too. I mean, it it lingered for quite a while, and it's still kind of lingering. Good lacing too. So just cream and hops. Just just it, it really does smell hoppy, and I think because it's seven percent, that comes through very easily. But yeah, I, I it's it's got that that creaminess that that like vanilla yeah does not dessert beerness, but it, it smells very sweet. It's it's got a sweetness to it. I mean, the the nose is citrusy first, which I think is what I was expecting. You know, start with a hazy New England, but then there's definitely a hint of of cream. There's a good sort of earthy tone to it because of the yeah. oats. The malt comes through much more than it than it would mm. on a typical like New England IPA, um, and like you said, definitely get some some vanilla, some some creaminess in the nose. I mean, that's a weird thing to say, creaminess in the nose, but but because like you can't really smell cream, right? But uh, you can smell a sweetness to it, like yeah, you, said. you can smell, you know, any 
like like you said, you know, whenever we have like a milkshake, anything, you know, you can you can get that right off the top. And I love how it doesn't just smell like whipped cream. You know, it smells like beer, but just yeah, the sweet inversion. It's this interplay of of sweet vanilla milk cream and hops and and citrusy hops, you know, bursting with those citrusy hops. And it's kind of this nice interplay, which I think is a nice sort of twist on what we're used to getting off our IPAs, you know? Well, here's to you, Eddie. Here's to you, Roger. Here's to you, Ashley. Here's to you, Four City. And here's to you, the people listening and watching us. Cheers. Woo! Hmm. This, This directly follows the nose to me. Yeah. Far... Plenty of plenty of, of of citrus juiciness, creamy, fluffy in the mouth. Uh, far more, uh, just very well balanced. Uh, solid malt backbone. Good bit of bite, more bite than I was expecting, but that that means it's still in the IPA family. I think this. So when we were at the brewery, we had the milkshake IPA, and I said on the mics that it it wasn't milkshakey enough for me mm. um this i think is is closer to kind of what i was expecting uh, yeah i was just gonna say this is what you were looking for it uh, we did confirm by the way with with roger later that the uh milkshake ipa does have have lactose in it yes as we would expect but we weren't sure but this does too and this is just more creamy more luscious in the mouth more just sort of rich and velvety in a way um, and so this is kind of what I was expecting off that. I and would 100% agree. I mean, you kind of, you basically just took the words right out of my mouth. I was going to say all of that. I mean, it's, it's very, it it does have a nice bite to it. It's not overpowering, but it is there. If you are an IPA lover and you're looking for that, like that, like extra power, mm, um, yeah. <laughs> it is very fluffy. It is very juicy. I don't know that I'm getting oats like right away i'm definitely i'm sure they're playing a factor in the taste but i mean i guess you can't really do that with oats but i'm not drinking it going okay oats you know what i mean but that being said it 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 does make up for everything else and it is balanced really well and well i think what the what the oats do is they they sort of hearten up the malt presence because the oats are part of that malt profile right so they just they just give it more of that malt backbone than you would typically like this is not just all hop and no malt there's definitely a balance there and i think that that's that's the oats at work yeah you know yeah Um, i guess i guess what i'm saying is i'm tasting more hop than malt but it is there it's mm -hmm. not you know gone you know it is present and i i love i never thought i'd say this and i don't think i've said this before but i like the aftertaste it's it's just citrusy and fluffy yeah and, and vanilla like pretty clean but definitely some lingering yeah. citrus this is this is absolutely an ipa like make no mistake about oh, it yeah. there's no there, it's not it's it's an ipa and and that's in the name and that's that's as it should be but if you're someone who's looking for like a biting west coast I don't think that this is going to be everything you're looking for because it's a little bit softer than that and if you're someone who's looking for a juicy new england I think this one's going to have a little bit more bite than you're used to. Like, I think it it's a nice balance. I think this is a beer for, like, I only like West Coast. I only like New England style. 
you know what I mean? Come over I here think and have an oat cream man. Yeah. I, I really think if you really prefer one style, I don't think you'll overlook this. I think you'll try this and go, yeah, this isn't for the New England lover. It's, you know, it might be missing one thing. And for the West Coast lover, it might be missing one thing, but it makes up in other categories that will make you say, oh, yeah, no, it's good. Yeah, I I enjoy it. Um, there's that lacing that. Oh, it's well. there for sure. And this is a little sneaky for seven percent. I don't. I mean, I don't know if yeah. it's dangerous. It's not dangerous. It's sneaky. But it's, I would put it more six just based on taste. Like you don't yeah, taste like I, I would as well. Um, I I really like it, and you know, being a rock and roll fan, drinking for Eddie Van Halen just makes it even better. So that's that's awesome. Yeah. I. We we got a four pack of this and we split it, so we each only have one more. But this is definitely one I wish I had three more. There's a lot of them I wish I had more of. Uh, <laughs> those 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 uh, that double I had there, that Dunkel was so good. Um, so real quick, you know, just just a little bit more about the brewery itself because we didn't really go into that when we were there. Uh, it was created by three friends. We've mentioned Roger a few times. He is he is the one we met. Uh, along with his friends Jeff and Anthony. The brewery was started in 2016. They moved to their current space, which we visited, as you can see behind me. That was in 2019. Uh, and they have a seven-barrel system. We we got a whole tour. I mean, Roger took us through the the place. He showed us their ingredients. He showed us everything, you know, every every yeah. tank they have in there and, and how they have it all running. It's a seven-barrel system, but they keep churning it out. And it's just, it's, I said it when we were there, it's so impressive uh, to have this many styles, this much on the menu with a seven barrel system like that. I mean, they are planning, you know, like he was even saying, if we if we need to have a beer for Valentine's Day, we need to have it in the tanks right now. Yeah. And that's how long lead they're thinking is, OK, if we're going to brew a lager, that's going to take us a couple weeks. That's going to have to sit in the tank. So that's using up a tank for a while. I mean, he's he, they're on top of it. They're long lead planning out this schedule. Yeah, they're it's very it planned out, which is Great to see. And, you know, obviously with every brewery they do that. But, I mean, just him taking us through it was kind of a learning experience for us. Yeah. And really awesome to see. Uh, they did used to have ciders, but they – what did he say? He decided to kind of nix that just to open up space for all their other things that they wanted. They have a lot of beers on tap, so. It was just a matter of space. I mean, that's the thing. Yeah. Like, we – Gabe and I have been on on brewery tours before a plenty. You know, we're we're very used to seeing how all this stuff works, but to get to see it up close like that and have that conversation yeah. with with the owner and and asking these questions: Do you put maple sap in your beer, or is it maple syrup? Do is there lactose in this? Yeah. How do you you know what's the what's best the, part? Was that like it was like roped off, and he was like, "Come, yeah. let's go." He's like, like we were just just talking to him for like ten yeah. minutes, and he was like, "Come with me." And we we're like, "Yeah, great, great." <laughs> Felt like just, VIPs. It was uh, it, yeah, and yeah. It's the way he started was really cool. Roger started what was known as the Brew Council. Basically, just him and a bunch of friends and neighbors would get together for a tasting, and eventually it just blew up. And then him and his friend Anthony, who eventually later joined with Jeff, their friend and neighbor, they just were getting a lot of people over to taste other beers from uh, themed pairings and different tastings they got beers from all across the country and they said hey let's start a brewery and i believe it was uh roger and anthony who wanted to kind of big scale and jeff who was kind of looking more for like on the smaller scale so they compromised and they came up with like a mid-size sort of deal and i don't know if four thousand seven hundred square feet is mid-size to you 
but that's how big Four City is. It's uh, it's it's bigger than small, and it's smaller it's than bigger big. than small. That's true. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it's it's just I can't recommend enough. If you if you live in New York City, it's like what did we drive to get there? Forty five minutes. Not I mean, even. it's it's right there. You could probably take a train. It's very close. Uh, it is right off of a train stop. If you are in Jersey and are taking a train, I don't remember which one it is. It's Orange something. I don't know Jersey trains, but I, it's, I, I it's can't recommend orange. this brewery enough. We had yeah. such a great time here, and you know, it's another example. We don't, Gabe and I, when we go to visit breweries, uh, you know, we don't make a big deal about why we're there, what we're doing. Um, we definitely stand out because we got mics and. Camera and, and we're like talking to the but camera. We, People are like, oh, "What are they you know, doing?" We don't we don't make a big deal out of it, but for someone <laughs> yeah. to, to come over and and you know for us to end up getting like you said this kind of this kind of VIP treatment, so yeah. to speak, uh, makes a huge difference, and it makes it you know a kind of place that I am going to recommend to all of our listeners and everyone I meet, and I just I I can't say enough about them. So they have something for everyone. Get to Four City Brewing. Check it, out their stuff. You will not regret it. Yeah, it makes it more fun to be there. And, the, you know, yeah. as we mentioned, Roger was just so passionate about beer making and about Jersey beer. And when he told us about the name, you know, four cities named after the four oranges in New Jersey. There's just orange and then there's west, east and south orange. And he described it as a place where everyone from the four regions can come together and just have a good time and drink some good beer. And I mean, we're sort all their about inclusionary. A, yeah. It's their philosophy as a brewery, really. Like, yeah. Beer brings people together. That's what we said when we started the show, and he said it to us, and it's the name of their brewery. So. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, we don't love it when people use things like corn syrup, but... We do not. But you know what? Stay thirsty, my friend. Four City Brewing would never do that. I just really wanted you to play the drop, <laughs> and I just knew if I said it, you'd do it. You missed him? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I had to find it. Yeah, and uh, let's definitely talk about quickly what they have uh, on tap as far as their beer list. As Stephen mentioned, literally something for everyone. I mean, IPAs, doubles, pale ales, sours, lagers, like they got all the good stuff and all of it's really good as we saw from the flights we had. Yeah, I mean, if you you like chai, go get your hands on a chai imperial stout because... It's unlike anything I've ever tried before, and it was just phenomenal, just, as was everything. So I just smelled it, and I was like, oh, my God. All right, we got to get out of here. We have a fun topic we'll hit real quick, and this one, it's not it's not football-related. It's not political. It's, not? it's just It's just a simple, it's just a simple little delight for your... For your Thursday evening. This one's just fun. Um, <laughs> so apparently a geologist found a rare formation inside of a rock that looks exactly like Cookie Monster from Sesame Street. And I have to admit, it really does. And I, yeah. I, I don't understand what made him crack this specific rock open. And I don't know if he just cracked it open perfectly, but it's like if you look online, you can see... The crack, the rock was broken right down the middle, and when you pulled it out, it looks like Cookie Monster. And the craziest thing is, people are trying to buy it from him for over ten thousand dollars. That's first of all, what for a rock, <laughs> Stephen? We gotta go rock hunting. You could have cut that rock open, and it would look like the most 
perfect, like beautiful. I, I don't even, I don't even know what to say here. The, it could be, you could cut that rock open and it would be a perfect Packers logo just inside the rock. And I still wouldn't, <laughs> I mean, I'd be like, that's kind of cool for like that's five bucks. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say how <laughs> much you want. 10 K I'm going the other way to have 10 K to just spend on rocks. But I have to say though, when Gabe told me about this, I was like, okay, yeah, sure. That can be the fun topic, whatever. And then I saw the picture and I was like, holy shit. Like it's, yeah. it's wild. I mean, it is a blue uh, inside rock with a perfect, like looks like half moon, like mouth. And then there's two eyes. It looks like, it, it looks, looks like the cookie. It looks exactly like him. And I, I just, I, apparently this happened in California. Be, so of course it did. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> Brazil. Okay. Well, that's a different, that's Brazil. a whole different that make, place. That makes a little more sense. I don't know why for some reason I'm like, oh yeah, now I the, get it. The person in California is the guy trying to buy it. Some that's LA what, yeah, housewife with a Hummer is. is like, let's spend 10 K on a rock. <laughs> But like, okay, here's the thing, and no judgment against geologists or people who collect rocks or things like this. Like some, like a little, but not very much. <laughs> like, I get collecting things and collectibles, but like, I mean, I guess this would be dope to kind of just like sit in your house and anytime you have guests over, you're like, you see my rock? And it's just Cookie Monster. <laughs> like, I, I get it, but I mean, yeah, I, 10K is a little steep, um, but it, it really is cool and... <laughs> I don't even know if I have any other thoughts. I think I just needed to make sure the world knew about this. If I ever spend 10,000 on, on a rock and I have guests over and I say, you see my rock, it better be the rock in a cage. That's the only rock worth 10 grand. <laughs> <laughs> Let me out of here. I need to go work out. I want a beer. Cookie Monster also came uh, out with a commercial, a new commercial with Davi Diggs, and it's dope. So check it out. That's that's all I have to say about Cookie Monster. Anyway, uh, thank you guys for spending another round with us. We hope you enjoyed it. Uh, please get over to YouTube and check us out. Check out the the video taproom special on there. I really think it it adds a, a special ambiance to the whole thing. Like, follow, subscribe, all those good things. We love you very much. And we'll see you next week for round 58. Thank you, guys. We love you. Say something nice. Love each other. Drink good beer. That's what we're all about. Cheers.